0: At one point, she says to Guy, like, he says, hey, I'm Guy. And she says, yes, you are a Guy. Quite a Guy. Oh, my. (laughs) That's the first time she meets Guy. Then later, I think she's talking to Guy and his friends. And she says, hey, guys. Guy. Guys, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast.
1: Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again
0: you're joining us here so we can reasonably assume you love romantic comedies we do as well
1: so this is a show where we rewatch watch rom-coms and break them down a bit for you maybe take a peek behind the curtain dig beneath the surface and decide does it still hold up
0: today we have never, never been, been kissed. kissed and if you're listening to us on spotify make sure you follow so you're updated on new episodes same with um apple Podcasts: subscribe leave a review there and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at RomComRewind if you would like to reach out like Shanna did, for example. She said, uh, listening to the Rami's episode, says, I was shocked that the sweetest thing dress up a montage didn't make the list. It was epic, Sarah. And How I, did
1: you forget that? Okay. And, and I did forget that because Ugh. it is epic. Like if everyone can go to YouTube now and go look it up, it is absolutely what I missed in my life. Like, that should have been on the list. And it probably should have gotten, like, silver or gold, even. Silver or
0: gold. She also yeah. said we should uh, rewatch The Wedding Date, which yes. we've gotten so many messages about. So yes. many. On the list, for sure. Absolutely. It's coming we, up.
1: We will do it soon. Yes. Sure. I also have a message from Denya. She said, I'm totally with Sarah on the Spider-Man kiss. Nope. It was one of my foundational romantic movie moments. Absolutely not. Thank you, Denya because you are so right.
0: I question everything about your life, Dania, if that was a foundational (laughs) moment.
1: it absolutely, like, best message ever.
0: Never Been Kissed is a 1999 romantic comedy directed by Rajah Gosnell. This guy has an interesting resume. Home Alone 3. Okay. No offense to that movie. I know what I was going to say. We can agree, not the greatest Home Alone.
1: I think I may have seen
0: it once (laughs) or twice. Uh, He also did Big Mama's House. Oh, then okay. he got into dogs. Do- he did Scooby-Doo, okay. Beverly Hills Chihuahua, and uh, hold, on, Show hold, dogs. On, hold on, hold
1: on, Beverly Hills Chihuahua.
0: None of this is a joke.
1: Okay, but Show Dogs was a really
0: good movie. He also did the Smurfs. Oh,
1: okay, that's a cute one.
0: An eclectic mix of things, and also squeeze in there never-been-kissed, which is a story of 25-year-old Josie Geller, played by Drew Barrymore. She's a copy editor for the Chicago Sun-Times. The youngest copy editor. Yes, and she is tasked with being an undercover reporter at a high school. And she's really been jonesing to do some undercover journalism, so she's excited about this. But this is tough because Josie had a horrible time at her real high school. She was teased, she was bullied, and essentially when she goes undercover now at this high school, 25-year-old, she kind of reverts back to that same character archetype of being picked on and being kinda nerdy. Meanwhile, her bosses, specifically her boss Gus, played by John C. Riley, they're saying, listen, you gotta get in with the cool kids. That's where our story is. So that's what she's trying to do. There's also an arc where she maybe begins to fall for her English teacher, Sam Coulson, played by Michael Vertan. And there's a guy, literally his name is Guy, a high school senior, classic pretty boy, played by Jeremy Jordan, he's also a love interest the lead-in for our story of Never Been Kissed. My semester in high school. Josie Geller, you enrolled Friday. You are looking at the newest undercover reporter
1: for the Chicago (laughs) Sun-Times. You're kidding, right? Josie, do you remember high school?
0: Josie! Josie!
1: Josie! Josie! So, you were a geek. Big deal.
0: You get to be 17 again. (laughs) feeling good welcome to Shakespeare's as you like it are you sure you're 17 I'm 17 <laughs> of course she's never been hip oh. this is where the stories are she's never been cool you will become friends with these people Houston, Kristen Gibby what's up girlfriends this may be funny uh,
1: it's big hearted it has a big heart this movie is cute I thought it was a good one Drew Barrymore is great in it um definitely was able to show like her quirky side i find in this one Um, extremely quirky yeah yeah yeah. the cast was phenomenal they did a great job with the whole high school life yeah it was it was cute i mean they had so many people in this movie big stars like great actors three emmy nominated actors drew barrymore lily Sabisky. i don't know if i'm saying that right um (laughs) and molly shannon two oscar winners James Franco and John C. Riley, And then finally, an Academy Award winner, Octavia Spencer. Yes. Like, they're huge. I mean, they weren't huge then, which is amazing to see.
0: I was about to say, you might be listening to this being like, James Franco's in this. Yeah, he's in like three scenes as like the third friend.
1: Yeah, says like barely any lines. I think he has one line. Yeah, it's... it's... I think he just says,
0: like, Rufus (laughs) at some point, you know? Like, well, that's so Rufus.
1: Yeah, and I mean, John C. Riley goes on to play some iconic roles. So does Octavia Spencer. And I mean, Step Brothers has got to be my favorite. Yes. Um, Octavia Spencer, un real She's a phenomenal actress. But once again,
0: she's in, like, three scenes of this movie.
1: Of this movie, totally underutilized. But, you know, all of these... A lot of these stars hadn't, you know, had their big break yet.
0: Yeah. This... um... I'm sure like you listening, I watched this movie so many times when I was younger. And I think when you think about Never Been Kissed, like quintessential, one of the biggest rom-coms of that era, you know, that the kind of like teen high school rom-com era where like Bring It On, 10 Things I Hate About You, She's All That, The Girl Next Door, high school teen rom-coms were huge and Never Been Kissed is Pretty close to the top of that list I just said. I think like 10 Things I Hate About You personally is a little bit above it, but like...
1: And you know what? Like I didn't really watch this one. I think I may have seen it once or twice, but I was, you know, into the whole 10 Things I Hate About You, bring it on, that kind of thing. And I never really watched oh, Never my Been my sister kissed. and
0: I watched this so much. And also, I, it's tough to try and qu- quantify where a movie ranks, but I think we need to rank Drew Barrymore Romantic comedies. This one I think is going to be near the top for me anyway, very close to the top. There's also something we do need to acknowledge about this movie, in that um, in my mind it feels different in 1999, particularly the premise of we, we have a student here falling in love with a teacher.
1: I think it's really the other way around.
0: Yeah, like he is. The falling teacher in love is with also her. falling yeah, in love with the student, yeah. and like we as the audience know that Drew Barrymore's character is 25. She's a, a woman. But still, there are parts of it that I'm like, ah, a little cringy. Yeah, and, and also her brother Rob, played by David Arquette. Yeah, he just got out of high school, so we're led to believe he's like twenty, twenty-one, something like that. No,
1: I think he's, uh, I think he's supposed to be actually like between twenty-one and twenty-three. Ooh, yeah. So coarse. like a little bit. He not. also <laughs>
0: joins the high school and is dating a. She's not a senior, I don't think. I
1: think she's probably around like 17. There's a
0: few things with this movie that like we we don't want to harp about it, but it needs to be acknowledged. That ah, feels kind of weird like especially now.
1: Yeah, I I agree. And I mean, I think I think they acknowledge it wellish in the movie where like the story becomes about him having a crush on his student. Like, that is what her story is supposed to be. And she's supposed to kind of dive into it and kind of expose the teacher. So I think they, like, bordered lined Maybe they didn't dive into it enough like they would today because they probably wouldn't have that as a plot line I was going to say,
0: like, that's the difference. Back in 99, you could make it a plot line and it's still, like, risque. Now it's you just you're just not going to make that a plot of a movie anymore. Uh, yeah, definitely. I agree.
1: Okay, so her speech at the very beginning of the movie when she's been given so she is dying for an opportunity to become a reporter yeah. and her big boss editor in chief points her out randomly at a, the round table and says, "You look young enough, you're going go to go back to high school. You're going to cover, you know, this story, this quintessential teen story you're going to find it." So she really
0: comes out of nowhere. Like she's talking to her boss, Gus John C. Riley saying, Hey, want to be undercover? And he's like, yeah, a lot of people want to be undercover. Randomly. They walk in the next meeting. They walk into the big head honcho is like, all right, I need an undercover reporter and it's going to be you. Yeah. Sorry, I had a stroke there trying to get that out. <laughs> but it really just came out of nowhere. And he's like, you're going back to high school.
1: Yeah. And I don't even think she wanted to be an undercover reporter. She just wanted to be a reporter.
0: And now she's going to high school. Yes. Yeah.
1: And she has to be 17 again. But she talks to Gus and uh, Molly Shannon's character, who's like basically her best friend, about kisses. And Octavia Spencer's there too. Kisses you only really you you know when you kiss somebody that you're going to kiss them for the rest of their lives and it's like this moment where like it goes into your soul Drew Barrymore in movies always has a really good speech moment it doesn't have to be overly long but she you she just draws you in and you just like want to sit there and listen to her I think that she draws was...
0: you in also because the camera is literally okay. Probably yes, on probably, her face the... probably. But you're right. Can I? You thought that was a very eloquent speech, I'm assuming.
1: Well, not eloquent. Just um, you kind of believed her. You really believed that. <laughs> you didn't really know if she had been kissed or not, but you wanted her to find that person. You wanted her to find her penguin. You know, like to, wow, to, pulling to, up the penguin. Right, like nice. to be with for the rest of your life. Like you want you like were rooting for her. You were like, yeah, you go, Drew.
0: Can I be horrible? Josie, Josie. Yeah. I thought that was the stupidest speech. Okay. Well, I, I hate you know, it.
1: well, it reaches other people, you know, <laughs> more than others, and that's
0: fine. Like she romanticizes what? a kiss so much. Yeah. The but, world will end when I finally kiss the man of my dreams. And but she, girl, come on. I think
1: everybody wants to find their, you know, their penguin in in the world, <laughs> and she just really thought that it would be through. A kiss. Through
0: the first kiss. Yeah. The first ever kiss.
1: Yes. Yes. And that was her goal,
0: I guess. But now.
1: She's 25.
0: She's 25. Never been kissed. I mean, it is a great premise for a movie.
1: It is. It is. Especially because, like.
0: I just chuckled to myself listening to that Oh, I thought it was good. Give me a break.
1: I thought it was good. I liked it.
0: We also get to see her bedroom, which. Her house. Her house. Her Her house. house, Yes. But we see. Her bedroom, yeah. Her bedroom. Specifically. Um, and it's just for a split second. Josie is taking off the 12 pillows that she has on her bed.
1: I was going to talk about her obsession with making pillows. Did you see that part? When When she makes pillows. When you see her after work, she goes home. There's a fish, like there's an aquarium, uh, not with fish, but with turtles. And she's sewing making her pillows oh, and then she yeah. goes and places the pillow from what she just finished on which is bed. like a scene on the bed with her other probably 24 pillows
0: why do we always paint the female lead in romantic comedies as being some like crazy pet lady some hermit in a i know you know who she only, could like,
1: have a very b- vibrant life yeah why don't we
0: have the female lead who's like i'm living my life and i just happened upon a guy who's gonna be the topping on top of that, but I'm already a happy person.
1: Yes, because society makes you think that if you're a woman and you're alone, your life is not fulfilled. Right. Your life is only fulfilled with a man, which is
0: BS. It is BS. Yes. Regardless, I've got a bone to pick about the pillows. Can Fair we get, enough. Back pillows? get back to the pillows? Let's get back to the pillows. Yes. I mean, yes. I really yes. have a thing. Okay, she has like 12 pillows.
1: Uh, yeah, I was thinking 24, but yeah. Mm-hmm. You,
0: yeah. Okay, so you are yeah. a female. I am. Um, How many pillows is too many pillows on a bed?
1: Okay, so well, okay, um,
0: is this political, Sarah? Here? No, Can it's we start not. The music? But okay. I do
1: think, like, I don't know if you recall, but when we moved in together, I had gotten a new, um, like duvet cover for us, and I think I bought like eight pillows from HomeSense,
0: I Home Sense and brought them home. That's what I'm getting at. So that's okay. the crux of the issue I'm yeah. trying to get to mm-hmm. here.
1: They were for, they, They were like um, all different like textiles and...
0: Some were ruffly and some were... Yeah. I
1: love them. I hate them. We still
0: have them. Why do we still have them? Why does anybody have more than two pillows on a bed? Drives me crazy. But that's such a guy thing. Because we're practical. Why do I need 10 pillows that I'm going to put on the bed every day and then take off the bed when I go to sleep?
1: I mean, really, we only do put them on when people come over to the house and want like a tour of the house. Yeah. So maybe you're right. Maybe we should like downsize, downsize some of the pol- them. Hey. No, 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 not Whoa, to only two. Not on to only two. Podcast. That is no, no. no. We a still need. We still happens. need a little bit of decor <laughs> pillows, decorative pillows. We
0: need still.
1: Okay. So she goes undercover as a 25 year old, not as a 25 year old. Sorry.
0: She is 25. She's she, going undercover as a 17
1: year old. Yes, yes. Which like I think she does look young. When I was 25, I don't think I could have passed as a 17-year-old.
0: No, to be fair, if you're looking at the people in the office who could pull that off, Molly Shannon could not. So Drew Barrymore is going to be a 17-year-old now.
1: (laughs) But you know what? I do actually have a funny story, and I don't remember if you remember this. My best friend and I love, love the band Dragonette. I used to work on um, a university campus, not for the university, but just for another company that worked on the campus. They were having they were having Frosh Week, the university and um, for all the kids, first years and whatever. And they had Dragonette coming for their frosh for their for their first week in school. And I really wanted to go. And so did my best friend. So I said, I'm going to try to get tickets. And so one day I was walking down the hallway and the guy was giving out free tickets because every student had like was able to get them. And he goes, oh, hey, he goes, do you do you want to come for the Frost Dragonette concert? And I was like, oh, my God, absolutely. And I got two free tickets. Nice. To Dragonette because he thought that I was a first year freshman student.
0: Here we go, Sarah. So
1: maybe I can do that, like pass. I, this was As only. A this was only
0: this was only like two years ago you might be able to
1: no maybe like not a 17 year old you know what
0: I I'm getting weird out. to be no honest. no no, no. let's
1: <laughs> like, go down think, weird I think like <laughs> maybe maybe like an 18 19 year old <laughs> I don't love this,
0: this 18 19 weird. year olds um <laughs> so she walks in first day of school yes she is wearing oh, a God. wild outfit mm-hmm. can you okay I, I picked out four things mm-hmm. about her outfit that are particularly horrible. Okay. What do you think is the worst part of her first day out? Her boa. The white boa. Yeah. That gets stuck in the car. Yes. Yeah. So I had um, the fact that she's wearing all white. All white. Yeah. The teased hair.
1: Oh God. Her hair in this movie. Oh my God. Until the end. And then it looks adorable. It's like, why haven't you been doing this the whole time? Agreed. Yeah. Because I think she thought that the same hairstyle was popular. Well, her best friend dressed her. Yeah. Molly Shannon's character. She dressed her.
0: So the thing that I actually hate the most is the pale lipstick and like kind of oh. the pale makeup on. So it just looks like your face is ghostly. It was very yeah. creepy.
1: My next one was going to be the hair. So yeah. Okay. That outfit. Yeah. was a lot. And leading up to her first day of school, she remembers her, her high school years and how she really was not part of the popular crowd and Everyone actually called her Josie Grossi. Which like is absurd. I don't actually think anyone would ever if somebody named
0: Josie would ever call somebody Josie Grossy. Are you kidding? No. I'm that not. is I'm actually very much against bullying, but yes. that is one of the most iconic thing like anybody named Josie after this movie came out was immediately teased and called Josie Oh, Grossi. I really like the name Josie. That's an iconic tease name.
1: Oh. Did you ever have a nickname in high school that like,
0: um, I mean, no. was good or bad? Devin's kind of hard to rhyme with. I'll be it honest. is.
1: So <laughs> was Sarah, but they did find one. Oh, what did you what did you have? Because we're in the covid pandemic or the kind of hopefully end of it. In when do, I was. Do in, you, Do you have a new nickname? N- no, no, no. The it wasn't new. But when SARS was a big thing oh. they, and I actually had a really bad cold and I may have told this story before on the pod, but I can't r- quite remember, but I'll tell it again. I had a cold, a really, really bad cold with a really bad cough, and everyone thought that I—well, I didn't have SARS, but they called me Sarsa.
0: <laughs> what what grade were you in?
1: I was in grade seven. I was gonna
0: say that is not a late high school <laughs> nickname. No, that no, is no, it's not good. We're grasping at straws, Sarsa. <laughs> yeah, it was
1: not good. But every like for a good little while, like a few months, everybody called me Sarza. I I like it. Didn't hurt my soul, but it was just annoying. So on her first day, dressed all in white with the boa and the hair and the lipstick, she is late to her first class. Dun, dun, dun. And when she goes in, um, her very eclectic teacher grabs a hat and a sombrero, a, a sombrero, asks her to wear it um, for the first like fifteen minutes, I think, or something like that. Yeah, as like punishment that. for being late to class. In my classroom, tardiness is unacceptable. I'm sorry.
0: Well, not as sorry as I am. <laughs> Olay! <laughs> Ten minutes and not have you'll never be late again. Okay, so let's hear something about you.
1: Stand up. Did you ever have a Stand teacher up. that like did anything when you were late?
0: My um, first period teacher in high school, if you came in during morning announcements, or worse off, during the anthem, mm. Um. He would, like, make you stand. Like, if you would walk in, he'd be like, come right here. And you would stand beside him during the anthem or during the announcements. Oh. I don't know, like, what the effect it had. People just thought he was strange.
1: When I was in college, um, I had a teacher that if you showed up late to class, which... Like, he hated, but he was okay with it because the next class you'd have with him, you'd have to bring him a coffee.
0: Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah.
1: So we all knew his order because there were enough times that we were all late.
0: Okay, that's classic, <laughs> like, crap that a college professor can get yes. away with that a high school teacher can absolutely not. Like, Definitely. I get a, um, a double frappe from Starbucks. Venti, of course.
1: Yeah. Like, okay. And you know what? It was nice because he always got, like, a small coffee with i think like one milk or something i don't know yeah like he always like yeah it was just always or medium but but yeah it was uh it was good fun josie is there to kind of find a story and so she starts asking some students what are your hopes and dreams that is the question that she's asking these students that is a massive question to ask students like I would have had no idea what my hopes and dreams were in grade 12. I just wanted to graduate.
0: Well, and also a way to out yourself as an adult. Like, you yeah. remember that meme that Steve Buscemi and he's wearing like backwards hat and a skateboard, but he <laughs> looks like he's like in his 60s and he's like, "Hello fellow <laughs> students or whatever." Like,
1: "How do you do, fellow kids?" What?
0: That's kind of what it sounds like. Like, hey, guys, I'm just wondering what your hopes and dreams are, and I'll just jot it down on this. Like, no 17-year-old talks like that. No, no. Unless you're, like, partaking in herbal remedies, we'll <laughs> say. But yeah, she asks uh, Aldous that, who she, yes. she's starting to become friends with, yeah. um, not to be reductive, but, like, one of the nerdier uh, people in school, Aldous, played by uh, Lily, like you said, and yeah, they're they out for coffee. She says that.
1: I think that's a loaded question. She also
0: um, asks the the three. What are they called? Those three girls.
1: I would say the popular girls.
0: They're not the mean girls.
1: No, they're probably the mean girls. <laughs> I would say they were they are mean girls.
0: Can I ask the question? Is this movie the spiritual prequel? To oh. Mean Girls.
1: There are some scenes that like they're walking in the mall and they're all holding hands. And I'm like, oh my God, that is like literally a scene from Mean Girls.
0: Okay. So here's the case. They make up words much like fetch. Yes. They made up the word Rufus. Rufus. They also made up the word crunch.
1: Okay. Okay. I don't know what crunch means. There's
0: also oh, that's great for what we're gonna do next. There's okay. also the the high school hierarchy. There are the three horrible girls who kind of run the school. Yes, they're super mean to every every single person in this movie. It's it's the group with Jessica Alba. Yeah, yeah you didn't notice that Jessica Alba's in this movie. Oh yeah, she was 17. She wow, she was so she was actually was one of the she was she was perfectly uh, cast, I guess. There's also the nerdy character, who's your main character, who finds her home with the nerdy crew, but ultimately gets adopted by the Mean Girls, like a puppy dog. She does. And then there's the one cool teacher that everyone loves. This one's just different because um, she falls in love with somebody. But it's like the similarities with Mean Girls. Yes. Extremely on point.
1: I do have to say, though, Mean Girls blows this movie out of the water. (sighs) Oh. Like I will fight for Mean Girls till the end of time because that movie is just so well done. I T- love Tina Fey, so yeah, well done. Yeah,
0: listen, I I can't. We, we we gotta we gotta rewatch it. I I won't admit that to you just yet. All right. We need to we need to quantify it. It is In a re- so that's good. why we're doing this podcast. We give everything a quantifiable rewatchability factor. We do, and I'm not convinced that Mean Girls is gonna beat Never Been Kissed.
1: All right. I don't know what world you're living in. First of all. But that's okay. They
0: make up multiple words. Can, can you do me a favor? Use Rufus into, in a sentence for us. Just so that we have a.
1: That's totally Rufus. Yeah. Like what are you right? talking
0: about? That's Rufus though. Um, Point it out to me.
1: My computer is totally Rufus. Okay.
0: I like it. Okay. What about crunch? Use crunch in a sentence. Or crunching. I think they say crunching.
1: I have no idea <laughs> what crunching
0: Crunching. You don't remember crunching,
1: Sarah? No, do you remember crunching, Devin? Of course. No, you don't. It's do. not a real word. Well, it was real in this movie. It was real in this movie, and that is as far as it went. Whoa. Fetch never made it happen People in real life. People use Fetch in real conversation. No, they don't. Gretchen They Wieners use it, made it ironically. She made it happen, No, Sarah. she didn't. And
0: crunching, by the way, if you're listening, is crushing on something. Like,
1: why don't you just say crushing instead of crunching? It literally has the same amount of words. (laughs) Letters. It has the same amount of letters and the same like amount of
0: syllables. Like, for example, Guy was totally crunching on Josie by the end of this movie.
1: Or Guy was totally crushing on Josie by the end of this movie. It literally is the same thing. So Josie embraces her new friends and becomes part of the denominators it's like a math club it is she's in her glory she's actually really thoroughly enjoying herself and i i'm happy for her like she is having a great time and she's finally having a good high school experience
0: Yeah, but I I would argue, isn't that what she was doing the last time she was in high school? So it's like you just went back to high school and you did the same stuff you did the first time around?
1: Yeah, but she wasn't happy the first time because she was like striving to constantly be part of the popular kids. She goes back to high school as, you know, a 17-year-old when she's 25, tries it out, doesn't work, basically gets shut down. And so then she goes back to where she's comfortable, which is what makes her happy.
0: Yeah, but then we have Gus her yes. boss coming in Ugh, and he yeah. says so, so there was this um this party that happens kind of off school and I guess it's like where all the cool kids go which is obviously where Josie doesn't go yeah. and a competing newspaper runs a story about it and Gus freaks out because he's like you're physically in this high school how do you not know how are you not the one who got the, the story about this so then he convinces her listen you gotta get in with the cool kids get in with the Mean girls, perhaps. Yes. that
1: And he actually sets up a total like surveillance thing on her and then ends up like having her wear this little weird button and starts filming everything.
0: Yeah. So he mics her up. She has a camera and it's it streamlined straight to a, a van in the parking lot yes. that some guy's watching. So now we're in a situation though that Josie is going through high school and not only is it embarrassing for herself that she's super nerdy. Her entire workplace now gets to watch from Gus's office. Yes. And it kind of becomes like the place where they want to be.
1: The daily kind of like situation where they
0: go and sit there and watch the tape. And now are we at the point where she gets her brother involved?
1: Yeah. So like I just like I have to talk about this thing that she does with her mouth and her teeth the whole movie. She like does this like thing with her like lips and her mouth and it drives me nuts. I don't know if it drove you nuts. Can you show me again? That looks great. (laughs) Luckily, we're on microphones and not video. So, like, I don't know what she did with her mouth, but it really, like, bothers me.
0: Sarah looks great right now. Oh, you should... God.
1: It really, like, I was like, stop doing that, Drew. Stop it.
0: This is for sure her... Quirky-est. Quirky. I was going to say cringiest movie. There was uh, so much secondhand quirky. embarrassment there I was... had in this movie.
1: Okay. I'm really happy that you said that because there were a lot of times where I was like, oh my God, I have secondhand embarrassment.
0: Can I read verbatim some of the conversations she's had with sure. Guy in yes. this movie? Yeah. Okay. So at one point she says to Guy, like he says, hey, I'm Guy. And she says, yes, you are a guy. Quite a guy. Oh my. <laughs> That's the first time she meets Guy. Then later, I think she's talking to Guy and his friends. And she says, hey guys, Guy guys guys (laughs) (laughs) honestly it's cringy, but it's so like the writing is actually very funny like it's uncomfortable funny it
1: is you know what that is perfect that is the perfect (laughs) word for it it is uncomfortable funny uncom it's like yeah uncomfortably funny there's your new band name uncomfortably funny (laughs) <laughs> printed on t-shirts I don't mind that. um but yes you're right so she has to be part of the popular crowd she ditches her new friend to try and be cool
0: so all is out goodbye Aldous.
1: Aldous is out and um she goes to this club where like all the cool kids are going to be and her dance moves are terrible like i don't know what they told drew barrymore to do to make her look like that when she dances but it was a lot again secondhand embarrassment i am not a great dancer But she
0: was worse. And she really she sent it. She went for that. She drove that home. Like that. Horrible effect. They were also dancing, like the the three mean girls, in a choreographed way that was very It's kind of like TikTok dancey esque, you know? It was very choreographed. Oh, it was like a little bit too much. Like they practiced that in the mirror before they they went?
1: They definitely practiced. Did you never practice like little dances at home with your friends? No, that's not something that you did. I did that. Have you met boys before? Yeah, no, I (laughs) I know.
0: As I said it, I was like, You guys don't like like, choreographed dances together? (laughs) We do though. No, <laughs> boys do not do that, Sarah. <laughs> Absolutely not.
1: Well, some might. Oh uh,
0: yeah, you're right. The vast majority no. Yes. The likelihood is no.
1: Yeah. So um we're right, hey. Yeah. yeah. I mean, hey, all the power to you. Absolutely, freaking because we do. <laughs> so um and then she sits down with some people that she meets and she eats a weed brownie. Yeah. And she gets the is giggles.
0: That... No, girl, put it back. You know, just say no. <laughs> mmm. Good, huh? That is delicious. You know, I love chocolate. She <laughs> <laughs> can get toe up and the flow up. a <laughs> lot <laughs> fire, truck. Well, somebody, like, what, what do they say? They even say, like, this they said, is... They oh,
1: here's a brownie. And then they're like, oh, don't eat the whole thing. And no, then she
0: eats the whole thing. But they say, like, hey, this is a cannabis brownie. And she's, like, sweet. And then she eats the whole thing. Like, they told her exactly what it was. <laughs> she had no idea what that meant, but they told her. And then she got high as a kite. Oh, my God. And she dances on stage, which is awful. She's banging the drum. It was hilarious. Yes.
1: And she wakes up late for school the next day, still in her clothes from the night before, runs to school... With the stamp from the previous night that she had slept with her her hand, like her arm to her forehead. And it
0: had smudged in a way that it now says a loser on loser her forehead. Loser
1: on her forehead. And she is called loser by the whole school. That's mortifying. Mortifying. There were a few times where in university I would go out and I would have like a star on my wrist and I would sleep and it would be on my cheek and the next morning. It, yeah. And everyone knew I went to Phil's the night
0: before. That's um, <laughs> oh, good old Phil's. That is a classic fear. And especially after this movie, it really hammered home. Oh my God, this is a real thing that can happen. There was a little bit of plot development slash character building. Yeah. Because Sam Coulson was there at the club that night. Oh yeah, with we, his girlfriend. We meet Teacher Sam. Well, we don't meet Teacher Sam, but we have a moment with Josie and Teacher Sam. His fiance, or not his fiance. His girlfriend. His girlfriend was also there. I think at this point he also reveals to Josie that she wants me to go to New York City and I don't necessarily love that idea. Yeah. I don't know if I want to commit to that yet.
1: And, and he even says like, oh, I should not be telling you this stuff. And like, it's like, yeah, dude, you shouldn't be. So at this point, Josie's still not in the popular crowd, but as she is running out of the door with the loser on her forehead, she's trying to get out of the out of the school, she gets... Whacked by a door, and her brother is there, and deciding he's going to register and go back to high school as well on his own, like ability, like he he just made this decision that I don't want to work at the tiki photocopying place anymore. I want to go and play
0: baseball. Right. So so here's the thing. But first off, it's David Arquette, Rob. Yes. Great actor. Yeah. He Josie so had much. had a conversation with him, being like, "Hey, you were so cool in high school. How yeah. do I do it?" And he was kind of trying to give her advice. They also chatted about baseball and you're right. Like they did have the conversation about how she's back in high school yeah, and how he, knew. he was super popular and how he wants to go back and play baseball. So yeah, you're right. He kind of, let's say she inceptioned the idea into his head. Ooh, I like that. Because he does show up being like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to play baseball, but I'm also going to help out my girl Josie. And it's funny because he shows up and she says, listen. It's tough to become the cool kid. Yeah. What does he do, Sarah? Oh, my God. Immediately. This this almost got my best scene. Really? Oh, it's hilarious. Okay. Because first off, it's not wrong. If you want to inspire the hearts of men, eating like three gallons of coleslaw- I'm gonna support that guy. I'm I'm first off, I'm That's gonna watch so it happen. Gross. I'm gonna watch to see if he pukes. And if he doesn't, there was one time on my school bus, this kid <laughs> for some reason had a full jug of milk. And he's like, I'm gonna Ew. chug this whole thing. We were all he- here for it. He puked at the window of the school Whoa. bus, and it was really gross. He I think per- it was curdling in his stomach. Oh, stop. Off. That's so nasty. But like if he pulled it off, it'd be like, hey. Jake's not that bad. I don't mind this guy anymore. Oh, my God. He's yeah. kind of a shit.
1: So he literally goes, like, from not being popular to popular in a matter of, like, minutes. 30 seconds. Yeah. yeah. And he does Josie a solid and spreads good rumors about her. Hey, did you know that uh, I used to date Josie? Oh, hey, did you know how cool she is? Oh, blah, blah. And it literally makes her popular. She's super. She is the most popular person in that school next to Guy and yeah. her brother, Rob.
0: And Rob. Yeah, it's like Guy, Rob. Her and the three girls, the the, the mean girls, oh, are all kind of now lumped into. I
1: feel like she's a little bit more popular she's than circum- the girls. Well, she
0: got the eye. Now she has the eye of Guy. No pun intended. Oh,
1: my God. Okay. Can we just talk about Guy in general? He is not attractive. And really? I don't think I found him attractive what? in 1999 either. Come on, Sarah. No. Uh, James Franco, yes. He is attractive. He is attractive now, and he was attractive then. But Guy is not.
0: Wow, what about Sorry. what about teacher Sam? Is he attractive? He's
1: cute. Yeah. Yeah, okay. he's attractive. Yeah. Weird yeah.
0: student teacher thing aside. Yeah, he's attractive. Yeah, D- does that, that take aside, away a little bit? A
1: little bit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Hard to get over that. Yeah.
0: There was the Ferris Wheel scene. They're like their school has a, a fair of some kind. Yeah, senior's night. And she goes up. Uh, this is before she becomes cool though, right? They go on the Ferris yes. Wheel. And we also have a nice little character building moment. They share some You know they talk about her writing and if she wants to go to college and yada 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 actually that's where he delivers one of the lines of this movie
1: oh okay tell me of course well no no
0: when she says something about you know when she's older or whatever and he's like when you're older when you're my age there are gonna be guys lined up to be with you and she said it's nice to have someone to talk to (laughs) yeah same here Well, all I can tell you is that when you're my age, guys will be lined up around the block for you. You have to say that because you're my teacher. Actually, I shouldn't say that because I'm your teacher. Yeah. Boom.
1: He shouldn't have said that to begin with. That is a really weird thing. Okay? Yeah. He's a teacher and he's saying that to a seven, 17 year old. Like, I mean, obviously she's not, but like, guys are going to be lined up. Oh, if a teacher said that to me, oh, Grossed out, eh? so
0: gross. And it's weird. When this movie came out, I thought that I, I think that's still like one of the lines that people remember about this movie.
1: Rob decides that he's going to have a, a house party at their house. And this is where Guy asks Josie to the prom. They go into... She's going to prom. Her childhood bedroom, which like is literally her bedroom that's super
0: heat and, like why would you bring him into he wanted to go in that yeah. bedroom but still
1: and guy thinks that it's rob's sister's bedroom which it really it is. is but doesn't realize that it's josie he asks her to prom and she of course says yes because she's so excited it's it's kind of a weird dual dyna- like dynamic she likes her teacher but in the movie he, she also likes guy like she's trying to live through that that guy who she like crushed on in her high school or crunched on crunched some on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and wants to really
0: fulfill that. But she is really also cr- crunching on her teacher. So this is one of my best scenes. Th- this is actually my best scene.
1: This right here.
0: Not that right there. But so you touched on it all throughout this movie. We're seeing flashbacks of her original time in high school. Yes. And some of the horrible things that happened to her in terms of bullying and being below- really bad stuff. But there was a flashback around this time period of mm-hmm. Josie's original prom day. Yeah. She goes outside her house. She's in this pink, fluffy, oh whatever. Yes. And the limo comes around the corner. It's the guy she was crunching on back then. And she gets up expectantly. She's so excited mm, because he she asked is. her to prom. Yeah. And he gets out of the sunroof and he throws eggs oh. at her. One hits her right in the head. I think the other hits her in the chest. She cries, and then her mom, like, comes to the door, like, what's going on out there? And she runs she away. runs. And th- this scene, like, I don't know why from this movie, but this scene is the one that I remember the most, and it's seared into my mind, mostly because, like, there's a lot of goofiness in this movie, and we really make fun of the fact that people are making fun of Josie, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But then seeing her in that moment, just, like, this total, utter heartbreak, it was really, like, okay, joking aside... This sucks. Like, that sucks that she had to go through that, and now... I'm on her team. Like I, I feel so much for her character. I'm almost. I getting was a just little about bit, to say, are you? T- I'm getting are a weep right now. You are, and I might have gotten a weep so, warning the first time I watched wow. that go down. It's so sad. It, it
1: is. It is. There's a lot of moments that I'm like, oh my god, my heart goes out to her. Like they, they hit on the, you know, making fun of, you know, the nerd or making fun of the, the person because I think it's relatable. Like we've all kind of been through a, a time when like we get made fun of and it freaking sucks. It's the worst, and people are mean.
0: People are mean. High school sucks. Yes, yeah. Bullying sucks. It's, yeah, and yeah, and that was a really real moment in a movie where we were just poking a lot of fun. Do yes, you know what I mean?
1: yeah. Before prom comes around, um, they they pick a theme. So every prom has a theme. Oh my god, I guess this was so stupid. And it was supposed to be the millennium, and everybody was so excited. Nineteen ninety nine. You gotta love Y two K when it came around. Two thousand. Oh my god! Everybody thought like the world was gonna stop at midnight. Um, It didn't. Surprise. Uh, But they can't do it because East Glen East is doing Millennium. And so they ask Josie. And this is why I know she's more popular than the three girls. Because Guy says, Josie
0: will have the answer. And so she picks. This was the most absurdly dramatic moment. He's like, Josie. Josie's going to have the answer. And then the whole crowd (laughs) looks at her. And she picks a...
1: This is the scene that I did really like, but it leads into my best scene. <laughs> okay. Like so, because I thought it was just so over the top and absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Like, like she was gonna make like the 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 cure for some crazy like whatever. Quiet, yeah. She's... Like, and she picked the theme for their prom, which was like famous couples throughout history.
0: That's exactly what yeah. it was. Yeah.
1: Which is fine. It's so it it's it's fun. So at prom. This is my favorite scene, like these kind of scenes here. The I scenes. loved seeing like the famous couples that high school students thought were relevant, like Barbie and Ken. Like, let's do Barbie and Ken like eight different ways. Well, the
0: three mean girls yeah. did all three Barbies.
1: Yeah which is hilarious and then you you know you have josie and guy who are doing some shakespeare and you have um you know mary and joseph uh, that I was that really was good. funny i
0: like the mary and joseph yeah
1: um adam and eve some really really good epic ones it looked really fun like that was a really cool i actually said we need to have a party that's themed that way because i thought it would be really fun and she is named prom queen with guy and the teacher asks Josie to dance.
0: Well, first off, Guy and Josie dance. Yeah. And Sam Coulson is staring daggers so at the weird. dance. weird. It was a little much. It was weird. And then he asks Josie to dance. They, they talk about her writing. He's like, "I got you an interview with Dartmouth because you like you're such a good writer, Josie." Not he doesn't know that she actually works for a newspaper. Right. But I've already
1: been there, done that.
0: Yeah, making it a career. Thank you very much. And then. Oh, uh, we have another one <gasps> the of the double big helix. Well, yeah, so the denominators. Yeah. Uh they chose as their Which is so fun. I oh, love that's that. that's actually, you know what, I don't want to jump ahead, but that is my honorable mention. Okay. Them showing up as the double DNA helix. double helix, right? I loved it. It's an iconic coupling, let's it say. Is. So, hey, it they're is. not wrong. That's perfect actually. It's pretty punny. But the mean girls decided, hey, we're gonna we're basically gonna prank Aldis, Yeah. The main like you yeah. know who used to be friends with Josie. We're going to prank her. We're going to throw some cat food on her. Awful. Similar to the prank that happened to Josie, to be honest. And I think in that moment, Josie is like, the same thing that happened to me is about to happen to her. I got to stop this. Yes. She slaps the cat food. It ends up on all the mean girls. And then we have the moments where she reveals, yo, I'm a (laughs) 25-year-old undercover reporter for the Chicago Sun-Times. I'm 25 years old. I'm an undercover reporter for the Chicago Sun-Times, and I have been beating my brains out, trying to impress you people. Let me tell you something, Gibby, Kirsten, Kristen. You will spend your lives trying to figure out how to keep others down, because it makes you feel more important. Why her? Let me tell you something about this girl. She is unbelievable. I was new here, and she befriended me, no questions asked. But you, you were only my friend after my brother, Rob, posed
1: as a student and told you to like me.
0: Boom, mic drop. She also throws her brother out there, Rob's my brother. None of y'all liked me until he... Told stories about how great I am. Yeah, which like I mean, you totally threw your brother under the bus. I mean, he shouldn't have been there
1: to begin with. Like was he say. was having he was having like a quarter life crisis, like <laughs> all was. on his own. He really like was. he really needed to step out of that tiki like cop photocopier place and just figure it out on his own. He did not need to go back to high school to pretend to be yeah. a high school student to play baseball. Like
0: so now, Sam Coulson also knows he he walks away. Teacher Sam walks away. Josie runs out looking for him, and
1: and just like part of Josie's speech is like she goes on about how like after you leave high school, like it doesn't matter if you were popular, it doesn't matter if you were like a stoner, it doesn't matter if you were a nerd. Like life moves on. High school, I I find is like four years of just like this bubble of of trying to attain things that don't really matter don't matter in the grand scheme of things, and it was a good reminder I think that. I think to everybody, you know, for a high school movie, I think that was like a really nice piece to add into the movie.
0: Yeah. And then she goes outside looking for Sam. Her editor, Gus, calls, says, hey, like, did you get the story on Sam Coulson? Meanwhile, Sam Coulson is there. Yeah. And he understands, oh my God, she's an undercover reporter and I, I was the story. She was trying to dupe me. Yeah. I mean, she wasn't trying to dupe him. She was trying to find another story, but... Gus and everybody else was like, Sam Coulson is the story. He's hitting on a student.
1: Yeah. Which, Which, like, I don't really think in itself was a real story anyway. Like, I I guess it was.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Depends on how you tell it. They made a movie out of that story. So, that's a really good point. Yeah. That's a really good point. So Coulson's pissed. He's out. And then we get to the ending, which I would consider to be maximum absurdity.
1: It's a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a lot in the way like it is romantic. This is what makes this movie a romantic comedy.
0: Well, this is probably the scene that everybody remembers from the movie.
1: Absolutely.
0: She makes a deal with the baseball team, like a local baseball team. Yeah. She decides, okay. I'm going to write this article about my story of falling in love with teacher Sam. Yeah. And everything it's all going to you know we're, we're going to reveal everything to everybody. I'm an undercover reporter, blah blah blah. This was my experience. In the article she writes, I'm going to be out at this baseball field at this time before the first pitch. And then like so so the story gets printed. Everybody picks up on it. All the media is there. They're all taking pictures. It becomes this celebrity event.
1: <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it is bananas. And everybody's rooting
0: for her. <laughs> everybody's rooting for her. She walks out to the pitcher's mound. There's a microphone I out there. Know. I'm like, oh, of course, there's a microphone. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for coming. Can I get five minutes on the clock? And they do a countdown for five minutes. And then they cheer for
1: five minutes. They My hands would be five burning five from clapping. for Josie.
0: And of course, we have the countdown to ten. Tears slowly coming down Drew Barrymore's face as the realization that He's not coming. Sam is not coming. And then she drops the mic, the thud. Don't go. go. And all of a sudden, the crowd slowly starts to erupt. Ah, music. I can't remember what song was playing. Oh,
1: I can't remember either. It was a funny song. It was, yeah, yeah. And
0: then he comes running down. He runs onto the pitcher's mound.
1: (laughs) They kiss. No, no, no. He says first that there was traffic.
0: Oh, that's funny, yeah. You would think you would be punctual on that day. Yeah, absolutely. Of course it counts down to after the five minutes. She finally has her first kiss. She has no longer never been kissed. Can I say that kiss? Very
1: good. It was a good kiss. It a was a good kiss. first, first last kiss.
0: Despite the absurdity, it ends quite beautifully, I would say. It
1: does. It's a good ending. I liked this ending. Everything ends like the way it should.
0: Are we on to quick facts? We
1: are. Drew Barrymore was 24 years old when this movie was made. This was also her first movie for her own production company, Flower Films. This was James Franco's film debut. What? Yeah. When Josie finds her car in the middle of the football field, the school band can be heard playing the theme song to The Simpsons.
0: Which is so 1999. It totally is, yeah.
1: Lily Sobieski was originally offered the role of Kristen, one of the popular girls. However, she opted to play the role of Aldis because she thought the character was more interesting. Jordan Ladd, who plays Gibby, one of the popular girls, is the daughter of Cheryl Ladd, who co-starred with Drew Barrymore in Poison Ivy. When Gary Marshall's character is talking to his employees in the boardroom at the Chicago Sun-Times, he says, I don't even know my own kids. Sitting to his right when he's speaking is his real-life daughter, Kathleen Marshall. Josie's undercover assignment resembles the experience of Cameron Crowe, who went back to his old high school at 21 and wrote a novel and screenplay based on his experience, which eventually became the movie Fast Times at Ridgemont High in 1982.
0: Whoa, this already happened and it inspired that movie.
1: Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. What a fact. I know. In the movie, Josie is considerably older than her high school crush, Guy. She is supposed to be 25, and he would be about 17. In reality, Drew Barrymore is two years younger than Jeremy Jordan, who plays Guy. The main DVD menu is borrowed as a fake-out DVD intro for Fight Club, as a reference to both the vandalism of Project Mayhem and the movie's messages of anti-consumerism, anti-Hollywood, and anti-romance. Michael Varton, who plays Sam Coulson, Josie's teacher, is a skilled hockey player in real life. This was added to his character in the script, and you see him playing with a ball and stick in his classroom. During the prom, a pregnant Mary and Joseph go to sit down at a table where the popular girls are sitting, and they are inevitably sent away saying there is no room. This is a reference to there being no rooms available at the inn during the birth of Jesus Christ.
0: I didn't even catch that. Yeah, I
1: did. I did. I, I thought it was like, I thought it was, that was so, so good. I loved it. When Josie's hanging out with the math club, the denominators, they have a pie poster attached to the table. Only the first three digits are correct. This is the first of two movies that Octavia Spencer and James Franco have appeared in together. The second one was Spider Man in 2002.
0: Right.
1: David Arquette stars alongside both Drew Barrymore and Marley Shelton in the Scream movies. Arquette was in all four Scream movies, while Drew was in the first Scream movie in 1996, and Marley Shelton was in Scream 4 in 2011.
0: Spoiler alert Drew Barrymore lasts like three minutes yeah. in that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Luke and Owen Wilson's brother, Andrew Wilson, appears as the security guard in this movie. He also appeared with Drew Barrymore in Charlie's Angels in 2000, Fever Pitch in 2005, and Whip It in 2009. The editor-in-chief at the newspaper is also the owner of the All-American Baseball Team in A League of Their Own. Okay, so my honorable mentions, I have two. I have what becomes a daily routine for the office workers at the Chicago Sun Times, the office group that watches the tapes because their reactions to what is happening on the screen, the ups and downs, the roller coaster ride of it all. I loved it. My other honorable mention is the white outfit that Josie wears at the beginning, Ugh. specifically the white boa. That is that those are my honorable mentions.
0: Great honorable mentions. Thank you. I, I also like the fact that The Office is just enamored by watching Josie <laughs> try to go through high school. Yes. But they they also fall in love with the story of her and Sam Coulson. Like, there are a few moments where he's staring at her. Yeah. And she's know. staring at him. And then we jump to The Office and they're staring at him, staring at her. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. They are on the edge of their seat watching this.
0: Honorable mention for me is the nerds showing up as DNA. I love it. It's, it's you know, like they said, it, it, yeah, it's iconic. Perfect. Agreed. What should have been? I actually don't have a what should have been here. Me neither. Guy should end up with Regina George. How about that?
1: Oh, no. Guy should end up with um, not Regina George. Gretchen Wieners? Gretchen Wieners.
0: Re- no, James Franco should end up you, with Gretchen And for you, Gretchen
1: Wieners. Wieners.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, Gretchen You go, Wieners, Glen Coco. Gre- Gretchen Wieners <laughs> and James Franco is that pairing. Guy no, is no, too no, much no. of a big deal. He's got to get Regina George.
1: No, Gretchen Wieners is a better fit for Guy.
0: Before we get into our rewatchability, I think we do need to hammer out Drew Barrymore romantic comedies. What's the hierarchy? So Ooh, here are okay. our contestants. All right, we have The Wedding Singer.
1: The Wedding Singer. We have
0: Fifty First Dates. Mm-hmm. We have Blended, which is a somewhat newer one she's oh, done with yes. Adam Sandler. Yeah, he's just not that into you. She was in it.
1: Oh my god, yeah, that's right. She was. Oh my Whoa. God. She was a side character. Kind Fever of, pitch. kind of. Fever pitch, yeah. And
0: never been kissed. Okay. Let's let's just do a one, two, three. Make it easy.
1: Okay, so one, 50 first dates.
0: Ooh. Two. Yeah. The wedding singer. Okay.
1: And I'll give three I'll 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 uh give some never been kissed
0: here. I totally disagree. Okay. Fifty first dates is third. Why? 'Cause Never Been Kissed is just better. It's just Oh my god.
1: No, no, it's And then
0: both of them pale in comparison to The Wedding Singer, which is a perfect romantic
1: Oh, The Wedding Singer is golden. I don't Um. think Fifty
0: First Dates is a number one movie. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, everybody. Okay,
1: I disagree with you. Never been kissed is not number one. No, it's number two. Oh, okay. And then you're saying The Wedding Singer is number, number one. Mm, yeah. It's a really close call for me. I do really like I think I need to watch The Wedding Singer again, but I'm going to put 50 First Dates in that number one spot right now.
0: Sounds like we got to put that on the list. Now we're it back. It is on to the list. Rewatchability. Yes. So I had Chemistry. Oh, man. Should I put it? No. Chemistry is a four. Wow. I almost want to make it a 4.5. Because despite the fact that it's weird. Sam Coulson and Drew Barrymore staring at each other. It was pretty, there was a lot of chemistry there. Storyline, four. Thirst Factor, uh, three. Imagination, four. Soundtrack, 4.5. And Cheese, I can't believe I rated the Cheese this high because the ending was so absurd. But I'm going to give your Cheese a four. A four. Which is a total score of 3.9 out of 5.
1: So for me, chemistry 3.5, storyline 4, thirst factor 3.5, imagination 4, soundtrack 4, cheese 3.75 for an overall score of 3.79. Ooh,
0: this is one of the few times I rated something higher than you. Yes, it is. Get with the program, Sarah. Uh, This movie is quintessentially Rufus, all right?
1: Oh my God.
0: I'm totally... Crunching on it. No. No. No, that's not really.
1: Yes, it is. you don't Have a crush
0: on the movie? Do
1: you? Yeah. Well, I mean, I liked it, <laughs> so I'm totally crunching
0: on it. This has been the rom-com rewind of Never Been Kissed. If you're listening to us on Spotify, throw us a follow. Apple Podcasts, give us a review wherever you're listening. Just give us a review. We'd love it. And if you want to reach out about anything we talked about at romcom rewind on instagram and tiktok literally we reply to every single message um i should say sarah replies to every single message because if i had gotten that that uh spider-man message i would have been like (laughs) shut up get out of here stop well no i wouldn't have been that mean but i would have disagreed with you strongly so it's mostly sarah and this has been the romcom rewind of never been kissed thanks for listening